your smile, sunflower time, it calls me. Show me your stars, the night comes alive, it moves me. We had a date, it's never too late to find a mate, but in the night time, the moon closed her eyes. How's your mounting tree, the cypress you see, an almond for me? So close to a smile, let's stay for a while Till the night comes alive in your eyes A whirling bright star Show me your smile, sunflower time It calls me Show me your stars, the night comes alive It's blooming We had a drink We took a walk, had a nine-hour talk But in the night time, the moon closed her eyes Alive in your eyes Please turn to the light The flower I see It's turning to me In your eyes It's sunflower time It shows me it's mine
Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. And what a start to the episode. That was the track Sunflower Time by Paul Birchwood, recorded in Maastricht in the Redwood Studios, where we are today, the 27th of October. Uh, thank you so much uh, for opening the doors to Student Radio. My name is Sham. Um, Usually doing the tech, but today I'm co-hosting with Marisa. Do you want to say hello? Hello, it's me, Marisa. Thank you so much. And by the way, talking about tech, the tech is being done by Jamie Bongart. Do you want to say hello, Jamie? Yes, hello. <laughs> Thank you so much indeed for opening the doors to Redwood Studio and helping us uh, record this episode on your fantastically impressive equipment. No problem. Yeah, you're, you are the owner of the studio. You've been, uh, you're a music therapist and a sound engineer. Mm-hmm. And joining you is uh, Perar Petrov, who is also now part of the studio since 2021. Mm-hmm. Yes. And hi, everybody. Hello. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Pet- Peter. Uh, you're part of uh, Trough Music and Coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a producer and musician at Redwood. And we are also joined by two other uh, band members from the band Tune Out. Uh, Timo and Joran. Timo, do you want to say hello? Hello. Yes, hello. And Joran, thank you so much. And we will come back to, to Timo and Joran during the episode. But for for starters, I want to start with um, with Redwood. And and Jamie, do you want to say a little bit about how you, you, you went from being a musician to mm-hmm. a studio owner and a, a music therapist? Mm-hmm. That's a fascinating journey. Yeah, sure. It's a, it's a long story, so I'll try to keep it <laughs> a bit shorter. Um, I, uh, I started with the wish to become a, a musician at first, and I started with the uh, Rock Academy. Um, but after a year, I actually uh, noticed that uh, I was having less fun in creating music. I was <clears throat> doing songwriting there. Um, and I decided to change uh, the education, so I um, uh, did music therapy for uh, four years. Uh, after that, I worked a few years as a music therapist. And um, from there, um, I noticed that I wasn't, I couldn't really have a full-time job as a music therapist at that moment. Um, so I decided to give guitar lessons too uh, in the same time. And also, uh, during my work as a music music therapist, I started recording um, the clients, actually. I noticed that uh, the whole sound engineering part also uh, was interesting to do. So um, I basically quit my job as a music therapist uh, and started a studio. (laughs) So I I went uh, to a a uh, two-year part-time education uh, full for Sound Academy in Tilburg. And from there, grew from a pretty small studio to the place where we are now, which is a bit bigger and keeps on growing, I guess, and getting more professional. And I'm getting extra people in my team pretty much at the moment. So, uh, so yeah, it's heading in the right direction. Yeah, super impressive, I have to say. And how did you, um, I don't know, like how was it easy for you to do these changes or do you have like a kind of philosophy of like how do you pursue your goals and then you have to realize oh maybe this isn't really what i Mm -hmm. want but whatever i still have so many Mm -hmm. more ideas yeah i think i kind of rolled into it um, 
I w- wouldn't say by mistake, <laughs> but I kind of uh, um, a few de- decisions that I made to become self-employed kind of just happened. So I used to be a music therapist uh, at, I guess it's called a care farm, in Dutch zorgboerderij. Uh, and there they kind of um, went out of business at a certain point. And uh, they asked if I just wanted to uh, take all the clients with me uh, to my own practice. And But I didn't have an own practice at mm-hmm. that moment. So at that point, I needed to make the decision, okay, do I want to start being self-employed? I never thought of becoming self-employed because I don't really see myself as a typical businessman or whatever. So that's how the whole self-employed uh, start uh, started. Um, and that kind of, yeah, when I was working uh, at the other place where I did music therapy, which is Mondrian, uh, I was only working there one day a week. Um, so I was doing guitar lessons and I had all these uh, clients with autism uh, being self-employed. And that was already four days in a week. So at a certain point... Uh, I was enjoying my job less and less at uh, Mondrian, uh, and I just decided to go full self-employed. And the whole studio thing, of course, it's not something that happens within a day or a year or whatever. So um, I was lucky to have all the other work I was doing as a music therapist and a guitar teacher to slowly build the whole studio up because it's, yeah, it's a huge investment uh, and it's... uh, yeah, and you need to learn pretty much too. I mean, you can't record right away. It takes years and years uh, to develop a good ear and to become a good uh, sound engineer and producer. And I'm still learning every day. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's nice. So it's like a kind of like a parallel projects, like passion projects. And then in the end, you develop a lot of skills that you can like, yeah. use. Yeah, that's for cool. sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I do think it's a big plus that I, um, that I also, have my experience as a music therapist uh, because sometimes a session can be almost like a therapy session. Um, you have a lot of people who um, come in for the first time in a studio and it's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of anxiety and there's a lot of uh, people that really need to be comforted to, to perform. And, and, and you're performing, of course. Um, so it's really good to have a person who kind of can feel the energy and uh, yeah, and, and, and comfort people and uh, work through the whole process mm-hmm. with the band. Yeah. yeah, wow. Yeah, that requires a lot of skill. I yeah. Think. yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, uh, we, we, we do have a proper professional tech today. Uh, mm-hmm. So thank you so much, uh, Jamie. <laughs> I didn't know that you were, yeah, fantastic. And by the way, talking about... Talking about that, we also have a... Can I call you a semi-professional host, uh, Marisa? Because <laughs> you are studying... Uh, media studies media studies yeah. yes aspiring i would say all right, yeah, all yeah. right. thank you so much for volunteering then for, <laughs> uh, for hosting uh, co-hosting this episode yeah so at the moment i'm studying uh, media studies the master and uh yeah it's like barely the beginning and the exams just ended it's a lot of work i have to say but i really love to be able to balance it with the student radio because you just come here to talk and that is very nice and, and like maybe in opposition to like studying alone in your room mm. and like being stressed. So it's nice to come out. And, and also I love to just hear about uh, what others are doing. Cause every time, uh, yeah, you learn something new or like, uh, 
I think it can also be uh, inspiring. Like for example, that you did like these different jobs because mm-hmm. it can also be scary. Like as a very young person starting out to study and having done some jobs, but like waitressing is not something I want to do my whole life. To to know it, because I know okay you can always change what you're doing, but it's mm-hmm. uh, intimidating. So it's always cool to hear that. Yeah. Cool. Dan, do you want to say a little bit about the first song we heard? The Sunflower uh, yeah, Time. Sure. Yeah, so we just played uh, Sunflower Time, which is a song by Paul Birchwood. And um, it's actually a perfect example of, uh, of uh, Petter and me uh, working on something together. And I shouldn't forget Roy, who mm-hmm. is actually also yes. part of the trio of uh, Redwood Studio. Uh, he's not here today, but he helps out, out a lot. Paul is an artist who uh, basically is a solo artist and he writes his own songs and he plays uh, the guitar, piano and uh, does uh, his own vocals, backing vocals too. And then he uh, he um, kind of gathers other musicians around him to, to play the drums or guitar solos or, or whatever. Um, in this case, uh, Petter, Roy and I actually uh, worked on... Um, on the orchestration mainly so you could hear some violins and then cellos and stuff going on so um that was a nice project where we could yeah, have some um add some extra layers pretty much and throughout the whole project with paul um yeah we were adding solos or or mm-hmm. extra layers so it was a really nice project to do together and um and it's great to have somebody like petter and roy uh, here who can actually have good musicianship and can add nice parts and and really take it to the next level the recording so uh that was a nice uh, nice experience oh, nice cool. yeah i also liked how it like changes like in tone a lot in the song yeah mm-hmm. maybe you also want to say something about that peter or like in general uh, well for that song particularly it it was a very um challenging in the beginning but also at the end was very um um gratifying kind of experience because uh, even myself and Roy we approached orchestration from two opposite uh, standpoints for example so I I grabbed the a MIDI keyboard player uh, a, a MIDI keyboard and I started just uh, well I put some violence on it and cellos and was trying just by playing and listening and hearing what I want to like what I hear in my brain to to get it on the tapes all to say while while Roy approached it from a more like he went in the software he prepared his MIDI sounds and he started sound by sound sculpting it so but the two approaches actually worked very well together um, because with what I did we had a kind of a framework with what Roy did we had more uh, the sensitivity the, the the nuances of the whole thing uh, so this was kind of a also project to find out how we work together on orchestration because it was the first time we did orchestration t- together. It was definitely my first time that I ever did orchestration for something like this. And it felt super, uh, as I said, super nice at the end. Thank you so much, uh, Peter. Can you also tell our audience a little bit about your backstory because you're also part-time mm-hmm. teaching in the university? Yeah, of Maastricht. Maastricht. Yeah, I uh, um, currently where I am right now uh, is a place where I, I feel very happy about, although it also was a decision that took a lot of uh, daring on my side and um, there are 
there are and were a lot of fears. Should I do that? But uh, yeah, indeed, currently I'm teaching part time. Uh, a bit, l- a little bit less than fifty percent of my work time is at the university, and then the other uh, part of my work time is here in the studio, uh, and in my own practice because I also give guitar lessons. Um, so I combine, in essence, uh, teaching political science at the university um, and uh, being in the studio in the role of a producer, sometimes in the role of a session guitar player. And as I mentioned already, I, I also give uh, guitar lessons um, and I aspire to develop coaching for musicians mm-hmm. practice. Um, so that's where I'm at the moment. Uh, but uh, in terms of background, I've always played music and uh, it was a quite a fraught relationship I had with music because my family was not um, very supportive for my initial choice when I was 18. Uh, to choose music as a career and um, I indeed chose to study something else um, partly to be okay with my family situation with my parents but partly also because I myself was not clear is this um, is this my my path Um, plus I was actually quite curious I remember liking and I still like a lot learning and teaching but uh, it it brought me to uh, up to this stage where I realized that actually doing both is at this moment what I really enjoy. I uh, even um, I feel that I charge myself by both activities differently, and they, funny enough, they cross pollinate each other. They 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 do enrich each other. Um, I'll just give a small example connecting to what Jamie mentioned. When people come here in the studio and they're for a first time in the studio. There is a, a moment of coaching, moment of guiding, moment of uh, putting them at uh, at peace um, or l- simply listening to them and, and seeing what they need. And I, I honed that skill at the university and uh, I do coaching for some students uh, at the university as well as part of my career. So I thought, okay, this, these two things, they can work also for music, music situations and musicians. Uh, so, yeah, as I said, I'm quite happy in the place I am right now. Fantastic. Just to remind our audience, you're listening to Student Radio Maastricht and we are recording today on the 27th of October at the Redwood Studios, inside the Redwood Studios. Thank you so much, Jamie and Peter, for opening the doors and Marisa, of course, for coming by to co-host. Jamie, you've been part of four bands, uh, Autumn Leaves, Dog Deer Revolt, Jamestown, Eager Beaver. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. And now you, you own the studio, and uh, Peter has also been part of uh, some bands, Banditos mm-hmm. and Band of Friends. Mm-hmm. And Massa. And Massa, where mm-hmm. you did the songwriting. And you're also, can I say, part of Tune Out, or you took part in Tune Out? No, uh, I'm project? not formally part of Tune Out. Um, I, I only uh, did that project with them, and I wanted also to uh, play in that song and sing because I wanted to see how I can combine the two roles of producer and musician, for which I'm very grateful that the nice people in Tune Out uh, opened the door of the band for that. Uh, but yeah, I am uh, simply in that role as a producer and musician who did one song with them. All right. Thank you so much. Shall we take a short break? Yeah, I would say that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. The track that's coming up, does one of you want to introduce it, Jamie or Peter? 
That's uh, the well, well, well. It's well, well, well. Yeah, so the next song is Well, Well, Well by uh, Paul Bortrud again. And I guess we'll go in detail after. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up, images flowing, going wild, it's ongoing, so entranced, it keeps on flowing, it drives me on, it's all mind-blowing, you're my sweet sweep of hell, I saw you walking, the glint in your eyes, you got me talking, lit by a moon, flashes of lightning, the green in the it's doing fine. Come on and dance. Come on and dance. Come on and dance. Dance and dance and dance. Come on and dance. Come on and dance. Dance and dance and dance. Oh, Spanish feel amazing attraction. The heat, get the satisfaction In a wild romance, it's exultation In a state of trance, timelessly move Come on and dance, come on and dance Come on and dance Dance and dance and dance Come on and dance, come on and dance Dance and dance Hello, welcome back to 107.fm on RTV Maastricht. And we are currently in the Redwood studio with uh, quite a lot of guests this time. We have uh, the two, two members of Two Now. Yes. Hello. Yes, hello. hello. Hi, hi. And then we also have uh, the owner of the studio, Jamie, hi. right? Yes. Hello. Correct. Hi. Exactly. And Petar. Hello. 
Hi. Hello. Yeah. So about the track we just heard, uh, you played a solo in that, mm -hmm. right? How was yes. that? Yeah, it was very exciting because uh, when Paul came to me and asked me to do it, um, I was actually just starting with my new company that I that I uh, um, uh, made in in April uh, this year. And uh, it felt like, okay, so actually certain people are coming and asking me to do a solo on their track, uh, which is exactly what I wanted. And uh, it's part of what I do, part of what I call being a session guitar player in the studio or live. In this case, it is the studio. And uh, the funny thing was that um, it was the exact professional situation. A musician comes to you and says, okay, the, the, the tune is a, is a funk uh, or a funky rhythm, but I actually want a blues solo. Uh, but a blues solo that fits the, the tempo, fits the energy of the song. So yeah, I remember being in the studio then for 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 a few days trying different things. Uh, Jamie was in the other room probably hearing me. Um and then at some point so I kept on just um, improvising 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 and then at some point I I felt that I had something interesting going on as a melody supporting what Paul was doing in in that track and and when we uh, tracked it together with Jamie um, it felt very good because it fitted. Uh, we did it quick actually because I uh, spent quite a bit of time on it. So um, afterwards, it was a very good feeling of okay, so I did it. That's it, um, and it and it felt uh, felt uh, proper uh, in my in my feeling. Yeah. Nice. And and how long does that usually take? Like when you go to the studio. I mean, this was kind of like a special. I can guess kind of thing. Uh, because you really needed to find the right uh, sound and stuff. And how long does that take? Or did that take? Well, it depends sometimes on the songs. Some songs, um, let's say, inspire you in a way that you're immediately fired up and maybe you even play something and the first go is already good to keep. But then you will do several just to be on the safe side that, that you have, um, let's say, enough ideas. This one was was quirky, I have to say, because it was indeed funk, funky rhythm. I also recorded some rhythm guitars on this. Um, there was a bridge section where he wanted everything to slow down and he wanted a mellow guitar. Uh, you hear it also on the track. So I had to go through different uh, kind of parts of myself, like a funky rhythm, mellow, melodic, very ambient, and then go into a more monster-like uh, powered blue solo with a lot of attitude um, so that took time I have to say I mean it took me a few days to lay the ideas and then the tracking itself was 20 minutes half an hour mm. um, so it felt very rewarding at the end that it was so quick but there was a lot of preparation for that interesting so, yeah, yeah yeah I mean I think probably most listeners, I mean, probably there are for sure also uh, musicians listening right now. But uh, for me, I mean, I do play a little guitar, but not really, I would say. It's always fascinating because, of course, you hear the song and it all sounds so nice. And uh, I think it's meant to be intuitive, right? Like it fits the vibe and stuff and comes naturally. Um, but then to know how much it takes behind the scene also to like brainstorm about those things. And does it, I guess... You also said like you kind of have to get into your emotions, right? Or yeah. how does that work to like express it in the music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, indeed, it's a level of connecting to the the 
let's say, the spirit of the song um, and trying to then vibe with, with the vibe which the song uh, gives, so to be in it, uh, so to say, and to serve the song. I always approach these things as in what serves the song, what makes it bloom. Um, so that it doesn't sound like a patchwork of, of ideas there, um, but rather, yeah, in, enriches it further. So I, I remember I, thinking about this blues solo, I was thinking it still has to be percussive, it still has to be uh, rhythmical and to have um, a pulsing kind of feel to it. And that's why I, I did some of the techniques there that were a bit more percussive and a little bit more... Uh, staccato, so to say, so that it it um, fitted the song. Yeah. Nice. Well, I think it turned out well for sure. We already made a joke that because that's another topic actually that <coughs> you are doing guitar lessons, both of you, right? Yes. But are you also doing it here at Redwood Studio or at your place or something like that? I uh, since recently I have um, uh, two uh, students uh, who come here because they live in the neighborhood. Um, but then I also have lessons at my place mm, as well, so yeah. both. Okay. All right, and, and what a studio indeed. Maybe a quick mention about the space we are in, because earlier we mentioned the other room, so for the audience who can't see, this is, I have to say, a very cozy studio. It's very neat, very, it's quite well organized mm -hmm. uh, for a studio. As you mentioned earlier, Jamie, that there are multiple people using the studios, yeah. so yeah. it's kind of important as well. Yeah. But it's maybe also good to mention that we are sitting in, let's say, a bigger room mm -hmm. with a lot of tech, a lot of equipment, a huge screen and a window looking into another room. Mm -hmm. Correct. And the way it works is that you, the musicians play in this room where we are now. And yeah, they, it's, a, it's a combination. It, it also depends on the project. So if you have a full band, uh, for example, well, with Tune Out, for, uh, we, for example, we did everything in this big room because there was a video shoot too. So then you want everybody together. But in general, if we want to make sure that the, the sound is um, isolated well, we usually put the drums in the small room. And sometimes we'll stick a bass player in there too because, so they can have, feel the kick and the bass uh, together very well. And then we'll have the rest of the musicians in the, in the bigger uh, space here. And a lot of times we also um, like uh, put like direct inputs so we don't really hear um, a lot of sound in the room itself because these days it's so easy to use stuff like uh, guitar amps like Kempers or uh, synths go right away into the computer. Uh, even a bass guitar you could put straight into the computer. Uh, and as long as you give everybody a very good um, headphone mix, it, it works very well and you're not like congested by all the sound and you can actually hear what's uh, being recorded. Um, but yeah, so it depends on each project how the rooms get used. Uh, and the good thing about having two rooms, so if you're not recording, you can also uh, work uh, at the same time. So a lot of times uh, Petter is next door and he's... Uh, and mixing or editing some projects, and I'll be in the, the big studio uh, editing. Uh, and also uh, at night, uh, um, as I was saying before, there's a lot of uh, hip-hop artists uh, that rent the studio, um, so and they can use the two rooms at the same time too. So somebody can produce a song there, and somebody can rec record in the big studio at the same time. Wow. Yeah. 
Wow. And talking about these artists, uh, mm -hmm. there's like a small community uh, forming around Redwood. From, yeah. yeah. From what I hear. No, definitely. So, so on one hand, there's the bands that rehearse here. So uh, Solomon, uh, Pacific Fuzz, uh, a, a band of a friend of mine, which I don't think they have a name yet. Uh, and then there's uh, um, the hip-hop artist, um, which started with one um, producer who came here and asked if uh, he could rent a studio. And in, he kind of uh, brought his friends, and they, one by one, started also wanting to rent the studio. And, um, yeah, they're doing pretty well. I think it's, it's, probably a, it's a good scene in Maastricht now with hip-hop artists. Uh, and I think a few of them also got signed uh, with uh, Top Notch, which is uh, one of the bigger, yeah, the bigger labels uh, in hip hop in uh, the Netherlands. And I think a few, I think um, Jasper Flekkeluzu, I forget his artist name, but um, there's actually uh, I think also a management in the basement here uh, for a hip hop artist, and he's also part of that uh, label management. Uh, or as an artist then. So yeah, there's all kinds of uh, connections within the building and uh, people working together. Yeah. All right. No, that, that's really good to hear. And by the way, for our audience, do check out our episode we did with Pacific Fuzz. Yeah. And to now further contextualize the, the studio space in the larger building, which is Banka Studios, mm -hmm. You, you already hinted towards a lot of collaborative projects mm -hmm. uh, with the hip-hop artists, uh, also with, I think they're called Heads Up Management. Yeah, who are correct. Downstairs. That's the name. And you also worked with um, Video Power yeah. at some point, who's also in the building. Yeah, who's also here in the building. So, so that's the great thing about the building, of course. People can just uh, walk into each other's studios and rooms and ask, hey, I have this... Uh, gig going on and uh, would you be interested in helping out and uh, so video power uh, came here and asked about uh, uh, doing a voiceover for uh, a movie and uh, not me myself but uh, voice actors came in and uh, yeah we recorded uh, the the, uh, the voiceovers uh, for the movie and they contacted me a few times afterwards for other uh, projects too so, so it's great that people can find each other here in the building um, and also what, what's nice is that if I don't have time for a project or it's not in my genre, then I kind of ask the neighbor or another studio, hey, is this a project for you? So we kind of help each other like that too. And it's, I guess it's also interesting to mention the, uh, the big uh, studio uh, here. We also did a, a few projects in the big studio so, uh, I mean, this is pretty decent size already, but that's a huge room. And uh, it's great to do like a video shoot too. Uh, and um, so for us, it's a big plus that we have the option to, to rent uh, the big studio for even bigger projects. Uh, and yeah, a lot of people within the building use that room. Cool. Yeah. All right. Do, do, uh, talking about genre, do you... Do you focus on any particular genre in at Redwood? Yeah, I think the the main music is most of it's guitar driven. Let's put it that way. So if it's uh, rock or pop or alternative, or even Paul Birchwood, who is kind of maybe folk in a bit, uh, and some funk here in this song actually. 
Um, yeah, those are the, the main genres that come here. Um, I think if somebody would come, uh, and I have had people requesting uh, like recordings for hip-hop songs or maybe more of a classical or uh, jazz, uh, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll um, refer them to a different studio. Uh, and sometimes I'll think, okay, well, it's a good challenge and let's let's do this. But a lot of times I think it's it's good to have a good match. I mean, eventually, uh, if uh, yeah, you're just trying to help your client, eventually uh, getting to the right space and uh, getting a good product. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's all part of the coaching, I suppose, or also producing at the same time, right? Like, it's a mix of that. I mm -hmm. also have, like, some other names here. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's something like Skatimon or, like, Skintilimon. Oh, yeah, uh, Skintilimon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the neighbor. That's Eve. Ah, okay. Yeah, I know, for sure. Eve, um, yeah, as I said, that uh, sometimes when I have clients that don't fit my schedule or don't fit my genre uh i've i've uh, sent a few to eve pretty much and he was able to to fill in uh so that's great and and it's also great that we can kind of sometimes eve comes in and he asks oh do you have a headphone i can borrow or a microphone so yeah we can really help each other out for the i don't think we had many other projects going with eve but um no no with them i remember that we also talked uh, from time to time with the people that work in the big studio mm -hmm. um, if we can take some projects um to to mix or edit uh, oh yeah 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 so this this also uh, has been going on yeah yeah all right and don't forget to check out our episode on central Lamar studios oh, yeah. <laughs> also on our soundcloud yeah and then the last name i have here is the wolf oh yeah 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 the wolf yeah Yeah, which is probably the, the name to drop as in the famous band that's in this building. Oh. Yeah, no, for sure. The Wolf uh, has been here for a few months now, I guess, or maybe mm -hmm. half a year. Yeah. We don't really see them a lot because they're touring. And oh. I don't know how they do it because I would be uh, pooped within <laughs> a, a month probably. But uh, yeah, friendly guys, uh, they come in and they also regularly come in and uh, ask for some headphones or stuff mm. to, to borrow. Uh, but yeah, as I said, we we don't really see them a lot. They're just across uh, the hallway here. So, but we'll see them in the future, and there might be some uh, collaborations or something going on. Who knows? Yeah, no, I'm glad fun. you glad you asked that because, as far as I know, that's the only band that owns a studio at uh, at, at Banco. Yeah, yeah. I I, w I would say though that uh, I mean that's a band, uh, but I would say, for instance, Eve is also you know his main. Uh, thing is being a musician um, so I think uh, having the studio was a second thought for him for him too uh, it's just yeah uh, to to um, get his musicianship to a different level and of course also income at a certain point you know sure mm, the studio sure. also costs uh, some money so he needs to take care of that too sure yeah of course I mean if you look around I mean there is a mm -hmm. lot a lot of investment going in mm -hmm. it's, um, yeah not just the equipment but also the entire studio space is built specifically for recording purposes yeah. plus I'm guessing you added all the sound insulation yeah no, uh, yourself. Exactly. some of them you made yourself you said yeah no so, for sure I, all of it yeah wow it's been a lot of work wow. to, to get this here wow. yeah yeah no, that's really yeah. really quite impressive And, um, and I would yeah. say that, you know, even though 
I'm kind of the owner of the studio. Uh, still, like bands like Solomon and Pacific Fuzz, uh, who record or who are here, definitely also see this as their home base, and they can definitely they recorded here quite often, and uh, I'm sure they'll, they'll record some stuff in the future too. So yeah, they're definitely their studio too in a way good I guess. to hear yeah. good to hear we will definitely uh, keep in touch with you because this is where it's all happening yeah for uh, sure for sure yeah yeah I think that's kind of uh, it for now I think we should move on to the next track which is I don't really know uh, come together come together oh yeah tune out oh that's nice tune well out, that's yeah. a good transition for afterwards when we are going to talk about your band mm -hmm. and And you like producing this together with Petar, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, let's take a listen.
Welcome back here on 107.fm in Student Radio Maastricht, or on, I should say, at RTV Maastricht Banker Studios. And we are right now actually in the Redwood Studio, which is also in Banker Studios. And we are here with... Uh, Tune out. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Hello. 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 Yeah. Could you maybe introduce yourself shortly, like your name, what you do, uh, your sure, position sure. in the band? Yes. Uh, I'm uh, Joran Meyers. Um, I'm the guitarist of uh, Tune Out. Uh, my name is Timo. Uh, I'm the bass player of Tune Out. Nice. Yeah. And also, we have the producer here. Hello. Yeah. Hi. I'm Peter, uh, and I had the privilege to produce and also play in the tune in the song. Yeah, and that's what we actually just listened to. Very cool. Uh, like, kind of, I don't know if dark is the right word, but like, there's lots of energy and uh, also some solos that maybe we can talk about. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe I just will start uh, by saying that the whole idea was that we together come in the studio and do something and then we went through several covers but we stopped on this one because uh, everybody felt good about it we knew it well it's the Beatles of course come together um, but then also we wanted to put our uh, sort of um, let's say uh, uh, stamp on it in a way or our individuality on, on it and uh, the, the very ending of the song we, we wrote our own uh, ending um, and yeah, I mean, uh, Jorn is a guitar player. I'm a, I'm a guitar player. We're both, I think, very passionate about guitar playing. Mm -hmm. So we, we wanted to um, keep the original solo, but also uh, add some more to it. And that's why there are two guitar solos, one in the middle where normally it is in the song, which Jorn plays. And then he added some improvisation. And then at the end of the song, um, I also added uh, a solo, which is a complete improvisation. Nice. And I know that this is your first project as producer or, how no, or here at Redwood more? Exactly. Yeah. No, it's no. both actually oh. here in Redwood, but also my first um, um, individual project that I that I did on my own with with a bit of help here from the team. But uh, mostly uh, I was coordinating it and then uh, finalizing everything. Uh, the whole idea was uh, it, it uh, started from this, okay, I want to do something where I uh, would put myself in the shoes of a, if an actual producer. Um, then I, by chance, by accident, uh, met Tune Out at the jam session. And uh, later I went to one of their, to few of their gigs actually. And at one of those, I approached them with the idea, would you like to come in the studio and I will... Um, play with you but also we'll produce the whole thing and then we'll release it and both you will have something that is uh, professionally done and uh, I myself will have something that I can then show to people hey this is what I do in the studio and this is what I do as a musician um, that's how the whole thing started and I have to say um, I will stop here because I want to give them also some, <laughs> some some space but I have to say it was a very nice experience it took quite some months because we wanted to rehearse well we didn't have any uh, time constraints but um, for me it was a very rewarding experience as well yeah yeah for us too uh, yeah. we're really thankful that you approached us I think it was last year in the beginning of last year even yes uh, we played together at this jam session in Café Float indeed mm -hmm. and then you came to a gig uh, we had in uh, Romond, uh, Café Full House 
uh, at that time, uh, at that time, it was still with our uh, previous uh, singer, yes, and lead vocalist. Uh, so in the in the meantime, which is maybe even interesting, better uh, mm-hmm. uh, asked us for this project, and we really yeah liked the idea of it. And then in the meantime, we changed of uh, of singer, but really worked out. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I must say when when you change the singer, I. Part of me was was like almost asking me, shouldn't you be worried about this? Like you are into this project and now they're changing the singer. But no, I, I trusted the process. I, I thought that you guys choose your new singer and I'm sure that you, you I by that time I haven't heard uh, Anik. Uh, but I, I totally trusted you and I'm happy that uh, it indeed went well. Yeah, I think it was a good opportunity with our new uh, singer yeah. to get back on track with our mm. gig so yeah. yeah indeed yeah and uh also shout out to fena who's the mm-hmm. who's the drummer you're four in the band all aged between 20 and 27 so uh, you, you you just finished studying as well you said right at uh at um, yeah I, I, I studied in fasos and i finished in 2019 uh, just before COVID happened and all, uh, all that. Right. So, uh, Lucky you, yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, not, Are you currently a cultural consultant in the municipality of Brunsum? Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Wow, what a position, nice. And uh, Timo, you also do graphic design. Yeah, I finished my study uh, last summer. Uh, and now at the moment I'm working uh, for a bass guitar build, builder. And I also build... Uh, double basis and I'm learning a lot. I'm doing my own project there. I'm designing my own base. So I hope for the future uh, I'm a base builder. Wow. <laughs> that's my dream. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh that's super nice. Working uh, on super it. nice. <laughs> yes and um this was this project was also filmed here. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you want to give a quick shout out to Rob Sanders? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rob uh, came in the studio. He's a good friend of mine. With him, we, we did some projects. Uh, and actually, currently, we're doing another one because he's also a studio owner of a small studio in Bake called Royo Studio. Um, so I knew Rob uh, of these projects. We did something of an Eric Clapton song where I recorded guitars for him. Uh, and actually, it was one of the f- very first things when I started working in Redwood Studio. I was showing uh, to uh, Jamie what I was doing on this track. Uh, so uh, was I was learning then. I remember that was the, the really first thing. So with Rob, we, we have this, this nice um, musical and friends uh, relationship going. Um, and uh, I knew that... Uh, he's good with um, recording equipment and he had cameras. Uh, so we had three cameras in the room that kept on uh, recording the whole process. And uh, Rob uh, made sure that uh, this went seamlessly. And later he also uh, did the first cut of the editing for the for the video, which then Fena Dijkstra, the drummer of the band, uh, took further and she added some uh, some effects to it because we probably should mention Fena studies uh, film studies mm-hmm. or yeah, yeah. W- what is the exact name of what uh, she does uh, film production perhaps yeah uh, a, a viscom a vi- visual yeah, yeah. communication Institute of Art. So it was uh, a collaboration in a way between Rob and uh, and Fena, uh, and I'm very grateful to both of them because uh, initially I thought I might be able also to do that, but 
I'm happy that I have friends around that I can delegate to because it was quite a lot of work to coordinate the process, to play, sing, mix, then uh, master the, the whole project, uh, be the producer in the room, so so to say. So um, Rob Sanders helped a lot, uh, a lot with that, um, and um, yeah, it felt good to be able to do it, to come together with friends <laughs> and do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it could also be. I was wondering if there was a symbolic uh, meaning to the to the cover. Not initially that I thought of it, uh, to be entirely honest. In the first instance, when they had uh, their previous singer, I approached them with the idea of doing another cover, uh, Kashmir by uh, uh, Led Zeppelin, because this is a song that I've always loved and it is not very easy to pull off um, because there are a lot of layers in it. Uh, It has a certain... Um, delicateness about it and dynamics um, but yeah when when you change the singer we decided that a better song would fit the style of a Nick uh, so um, um, in this respect yeah um, yeah um, sorry I forgot your initial question <laughs> <laughs> no if, if there was indeed a symbolic aspect to uh, but in so the end it all together. came together in, in, all, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. The <laughs> in the end it, it had its sim- symbolicism like um, being in the room in a way indeed because a lot of people helped for this project uh, I mean Jamie also helped me in the final stages especially with the mastering that was for the first time I w- I'm mastering a track and mastering is can be a whole profession on its own only and it is i mean there are people who do that so i mean um coming together with so many people definitely played itself in the track too (laughs) beautiful i think we are slowly coming towards the end of this episode i mean it's we don't have enough time to go into more juicy details but um but maybe it's um it's time to leave our audience with um with with one of the last tracks mm-hmm. that was also recorded at Redwood, Jamie? Yeah, this Jamie. is a, t- a track by uh, Solomon uh, uh, called Endless. And it's a, it's a track we recorded, I think, probably three years ago. Um, but it's doing really well, this song, somehow. They're, it's it's their first uh, EP, I think, they brought out. And um, even though they have a, a new album now, which is uh, doing very well and it's really professional made. Um, this song, yeah, is, is also still one of the favorites. So, and it's called Endless. So I guess it's a good track to Doing end the yeah. session with, right? <laughs> All right. Hey, thank so, you so much for, uh, for sharing and yeah, opening the space. Uh, also to the members of Tino, uh, Timo, Joran. Thank you, Marisa, for helping me co-host and Peter and Jamie, of course. Thanks yes, so no much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. endless time you're all over come back this endless time you're all over come back to this endless start you're all over back to this endless start you're all over come
tired of the same, tired of the same, tired of the same, tired of the same. Come back this endless time, you're all over. Come back this endless time, you're all overcome. Life is overrated. Nothing to unfold. You can't turn the pages. The writing's on the wall. Try to make me feel You came a long way Tired to move alone Tired of the way you move Tired to move alone 